The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you to be with us today. Whether you're listening to the live show or the download later, it's always nice to know that you're with us. Start out today by going to the Self-Improvement Blog. If you haven't seen it before, it's theselfimprovementblog.com, all one big word. Uh, Take a look there. You'll see not far below the masthead a, a review of the book that we're discussing today. Uh, you'll see our guest's bio and his picture. So, you know, take a look. Uh, you're really going to want to know about this guest. I promise you, you're going to. Because today, we're going to talk about kisses. No, not that kind of kisses. Kisses stands for Keep It Simple, Steps for Evolving Spiritually. The best kind of kisses. More and more people these days are interested in spirituality. You know, it's, it's kind of the new kid on the block, really. Um, there was a time when most of us didn't even question what we believed. We believed what we were taught in our family and in our church, and everybody went to church, and we didn't have a lot of input other than that until we left home. Now we have the world's religions and philosophies a mouse click away, and we have articles on things like meditation, self-improvement, spirituality, how the brain works, how the mind works, all of those things. Uh, And there's much more interest. We've discovered that we're not just a body with a brain that somehow thinks. Uh, We're much more than that. People want to know more, but they don't know exactly how and where to jump on a spiritual path. You know, that can be a little confusing. It can be a little undaunting. It can be a little overwhelming. There's so many interpretations of what spirituality is and so many definitions that, you know, sometimes you you just don't quite know where, you know, you, you come to start, you know, that start place on a board game. How do you come to start in spirituality? We're going to talk about that today and about a workbook that gives you a starting place and walks you through it. And that book is entitled 
kisses. You know, when I think of it, I think of kisses from the divine. It's written by Douglas Colbert to help you transform. Now, listen to this. This is going to blow your socks off. Written by Douglas Colbert to help you transform your SOB, which, like kisses, isn't what you think. Douglas Colbert Jr. has more than 20 years' experience as a systems analyst and programmer, which encompasses analyzing problems and opportunities and understanding what makes things work or not work. He authored an article uh, for the International Council on Systems Engineering, Boeing's flagship newsletter, called Attention to Attitude. Very important kind of article. Pay attention to that and think about your own attitude as we go through this show. His curiosity for spirituality inspired the creation of Kisses. Kisses has not only inspired his entrepreneurial spirit, but it has led to mentoring and coaching others. And his personal philosophy, you'll love this. It is, I am open and receptive to new ways of viewing the world, which allows me to gain a wider perspective. By listening to the insight and shared wisdom of others, I am open to deeper understanding. He has done radio interviews with CBS radio affiliates and others and is a guest blogger for in500words.com. That's a new one to me, but it's very nice, in500words.com. He also has a brand new book just published called Pip, The Pip Guide, Police Interaction Procedure. And we're going to take a look at that as well uh, before we end the show. It is such an absolute delight and honor for me to welcome to the show Douglas Colbert. Douglas, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so delighted. I've really looked forward to this. After all of those things that I've already t- said about you, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Who is Douglas Colbert? Well, you did you did such a good job, Irene. I, I, I don't know how I can top that, but... Oh, you can because you've, you've lived in your skin. <laughs> well, um, I like to think of myself as a byproduct of something divine and miraculous, and some people call it also known as a spiritual seeker. Now, you've already described what what I have done or what I do in life. I might add that I'm also a problem solver. I'm a problem maker. So Uh, there. you You said you're a problem maker? I'm a problem maker. I create problems. And so, I solve them. <laughs> tell, it, tell us more about what that means about you. Well, primarily, and it's probably, I don't know if it's totally in age, but, you know, you know being a systems analyst programmer, and, and most of my work has been a consultant, which means that I go and I have experiences with a lot of different companies and a lot of different industries and systems. So I'm experienced, trained in research and analysis. I, you know, that's, that's where my, most of my experience and training and skill, skill is. And I guess after doing something for 30 years in, and, and having to be flexible enough to move from company to company, and you're only there. I mean, I get hired, hired because there's a problem, and I'm hired because 
I'm there to address that problem and come up with a solution and or sometimes, you know, exploit an opportunity that a company may didn't know they have. So I'm a problem solver, and I don't do much systems work. I'm pretty much retired from that. Every now and then I might get called to do something. But for the most part, I've been focusing on writing and solving here lately social problems or attempting to solve social problems or provide uh, uh, a solution to um, social problems and anything else that I think that I'm interested in and maybe can, can offer something uh, positive to. You, you have a big job in all those arenas. What's interesting to me is that before the show started, I found out that Doug was born in Phoenix. He lived in Oklahoma, not too far from a town I lived in in Oklahoma, and now he's in St. Louis. Um, you've had an interesting journey across the country as well as in your life. Tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up for you, because most of us, and you're not as old as I am, but still you know, in the arena of growing up in a family that basically told you what to believe and right. how to think and what to do. How did right. you get from there to where you are? Well, Irene, I was born, well, raised, uh, you know, Baptist church. Yeah, me and, too. Yeah, and, and, you know, I admit, my, actually my brother's a minister, uh, grandfather's a minister, and made to go to church every Sunday, go to Sunday school, and it just never really resonated with me. I guess dogma, you know, as a kid, it didn't really resonate with me. Something was missing. But I had an interesting thing happen to me about 10. You might remember Campbell Wood that happened to me as a kid. Uh, I went to, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm a big sports guy. I was an athlete. I played sports, you know, all through school. And I, my, my younger brother wanted to go to this camp called Camp Wood. It's up in the mountains in Arizona. I did not want to go, but him, by him being so much younger than I, my mother said the only way he could go, or, or maybe the program director said the only way he could go, is that I went with him. So I was forced to go to Camp Wood, reluctantly. Well, <laughs> that, was a turn, that was a returning point in my life. Uh, to make the story a little short, you know, just to give you background if you're not familiar with it, but it's pretty much a religious, you know, camp up, up in the mountains. And, oh, I and sent my kids to those. Oh, and, and it was fun, man. And the guy, you had a, you know, just to keep it, you had the cabin and maybe eight, ten kids in a cabin. And then the off room was a camp leader. So you had all these cabins and you had chapel that you had to tend to two or three times a day. But it was swimming and food and all kind of activity. And I really did, you know. Didn't know, we wasn't expecting, we was having a great time. Well, what happened was, at the end of the camp, before we ventured back to Phoenix on buses, they did a, a little ceremony where they gave out awards for each cabin, out camper here for each cabin. They gave an overall camper, you know, outstanding camper. And that was me. And I could, wow. never, figure, I could never figure out... Because to me, I just did everything every other other kid did. I mean, I didn't do any. It's not like I won some race or or. or How or, old were you at this point? I, I had to be about ten. Okay. Nine, ten years old, and and I remember that you know I got that one. I couldn't figure out what you know. 
And then, and then, and then when, I, when I got home and got off the bus, my mother said, she looked at me and she said, you experienced conversion. I, of course, 10-year-old kid, I didn't know what she was talking about. But evidently, I say all this to say that something happened to me that other people saw in me that I really didn't recognize at the time. I knew I felt different. So I, tell, I often tell my friends and people, I don't believe in God. I know God. I know there's something far greater than me that is responsible for my creation and guidance. Now, growing up, I've always been a seeker, and I've been on this journey trying to find out, you know, what, what is the spirit theme? What, what's, what's, you know, what's driving me? You know, why do I feel the way I do? And I couldn't understand it, so I'm, you know, that, that's the seeker in me. And I've read books, some of the most uh, prominent spiritual seekers or leaders or teachers, and some of the some of the stuff started to resonate with me over time, and I it, it's just, and it's been a constant journey. So what it, what it, what happened to me? I was watching TV one day, and and I was looking at a show and found out that you know people really struggle with spirituality, and and the most part the desire is to find it or, or finding ways to make it more practical or simple. Well, me being the problem solver. I ran to the computer and said, I can solve that problem. So I took <laughs> everything that I had read and learned, and I designed kisses, as simple and, and practical as I could. Now, you had you, you got something from Oprah. Uh, you said something happened with yeah. you listening yeah, to Oprah. Watching, what was... Yeah, was Super Soul, I was watching uh, Super Soul Sunday, and that's when I first... That's when I first recognize that, you know, Oprah said that a lot of people call in or she gets call, calls frequently that they, you know, wish they could find a way to, to, to uh, a new other way to make spirituality more simple and more practical. That's, that's where the ideal came from. And that resonated with you. Yes, because I've, I've had the same, the same struggle. I, I think we all have that. All of us, well, not, that's really way overstating it, but many of us have had this same struggle because we were taught not to question anything, and then all of what? a sudden there weren't any answers, and we what? did start to question, and some of the answers came up different than what we were taught. I want to get into it much, much more. It's time for us to go to break. So when we come back, we're going to start talking about spirituality and kisses. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Douglas Colbert, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Douglas Colbert, the author of a book called Kisses, Simple Steps for Evolving Spiritually. Keep it simple, Steps for Evolving Spiritually. Um, before the, the break, we were talking a little bit about how he made his transition into spirituality. And to get started, I'm going to ask him to define some terms because it's really important that we're all on the same page and um, have the same un- understanding of what's, what... Um, I almost called him Stephen Colbert. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. What Doug okay. is, uh, <laughs> what Doug is talking about. So, what's your definition of spirituality, Doug? Irene, my definition of spirituality is the manifestation of the higher self. It creates a state of being that is calm, relaxed, and present. That leads to some sense of purpose. It's not about dogma. It's about no. the higher self, and of course, you know, we can talk about, uh, you know, the higher self and the earthly self as, as we go along, but that's my definition. Yeah, and, and, you know, why don't we, why don't you define or explain or describe the higher self versus earthly self? Because high self is such an important concept. And the first time I heard it quite some years ago, I thought, what on earth is that? And nobody ever told me. They just assumed I knew. Well, I, I found out. I mean, I had to, you know, find it for myself because nobody really said, hey, this is what the high self is. You know, what's a high, higher self? Well, the higher self uh, is, is the, well, okay, let's put it this way. First, to, to really understand and grasp this, I think the first, let's back up, let's talk about the dimensions of your existence. Okay. Now, now, people call them different things. You know, I, I came up that, that we're three-dimensional. We have the earthly self, the higher self, and, and we come in spirit. Well, you know, you've heard those saying that, you know, we're spiritual beings having an earthly experience. I'm sure you've heard that in, oh, yeah. you know, in, in, in your lifetime. So, the, so what, what I've came up to, the higher self is the precursor to spirit. The earthly self is the lower self, as you probably can guess. So you got the earthly self, which is comprised of mostly ego and personality. And, you know, it, 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 it's primary what helps you survive on Earth and deal with the, the daily, your daily activities. Dealing with, you know, as, as the word 
suggest, you know, earthly type things. Well, that's all fine and good, but if you really want to get into spirit, I what, what Kisses does is, is primary, just trying to, five step, trying to transition you and condition your body and your mind to tap into the higher self, which gets you closer to spirit. Now, I would say it's going to be pretty hard to, to skip the higher self getting into, tapping into, you know, your, you know, your spirit. And that's to hear uh, what your spirit has to offer. So, now, this is where SOB comes in. That's right. And, and you SOB, say that it's yeah. not ready. Yeah, the, and, yeah. And, and talk a little I, bit about SOB and how you get it ready to, to uh, dialogue okay. with spirit. Okay. Now, dialogue uh, is not the best word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, the SOB, you know, is an acronym for the state of being. Now, <laughs> now the state of being, let's define that. My definition is it's, it's the current condition of the interaction of mind, body, and spirit. And what I came up with, I found, is that there, there are two conditions. Either it can be fit, you know, I try, I, I try to use, you know, I'm a big sports guy, you know, fit or well-conditioned, or it can be unfit or left unattended. Now, the... The, the, uh, the state of being, as you, you probably have noticed that, you know, when you feel good, things just seem to, you know, you know, you seem to do better and things seem to fall in your place. So now the fit SOB has attributes that are, you know, where, you know, where you feel calm and relaxed and where you're most confident and feel most authentic. I mean, you really feel good about yourself. Now, when you when on the opposite side, on an unfit SOB, you probably experience, you maybe feel, you know, agitated, you easily fearful, you know, anxiety. Those, those emotions or feelings that, you know, really don't serve the better good usually are, are the unfit, uh, what I call the unfit SOB. So the SOB, let's summarize. So the SOB is the precursor on how to, how you receive or let's say interpret your life. I mean, it's, it's, I mean that's, I mean that that is the precursor, and the uh, fit SOB once again is a pathway or the conduit to the higher self, and an unfit SOB, pretty much the pathway to the earthly self, which is mostly driven by ego. And so it's that, interesting. It, it, that... I hope I didn't confuse you on that. No, no, no. It's 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 very clear, uh, and, and you know I really want to jump right in and say. And so your book is is to make it easy for us to get our sob or our um, I lost it um, spirit, not spirit of being. Um, anyway, it's to get us conditioned. Right. That's what your book is. Is that is that correct? Right. What what you're trying to do is actually transform your state of being. Now, this, I mean, you know, nobody really talks about this as you probably. I haven't ever heard anybody talks about this. But you know, this is what I found out. It rests on your state of being. If you can, if you can condition your state of being to be fit, then you, then the higher the higher self is right right there in your reach, and you are most likely to hear divine guidance, and 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 uh, and I, I, mean, I practice what I uh, what I teach, 
And the perfect example is I don't want, you know I don't I don't want to get into PIP just yet, but the perfect example is is that is that one day just being in the moment, being present, or available, which means that you know you know much you know I try I try to keep a, a I try to embrace or I, like sometimes I would say I carry an so a fit sob with me everywhere I go. That way I can be receptive to I'm going to call, I'm going to say divine guidance. And that is how, really that's how I got into this other project. Is that just sitting there one day, something just came over and said, "You know what? This is something that needs to be done." And I did it. Now, if I if I wasn't being in the moment available for that moment and appreciating that moment, or and or had an unfit sob which prevents me from being in the moment, I mean, I never 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 would have heard that calling. And I really want to talk about that, but but let's get back to the to the getting the sob fit. You know, okay. it, for some reason, I'm getting the image of taking your spirit to the gym. You know, yeah. <laughs> and the g- gym is your workbook. How well, does working through your book workbook? What do you offer in your book that would help bring fitness? to your state of being what would you know what do you recommend people do uh yeah do it's a it's a doing in the beginning uh for this state of being you know at some point we become beings and not doings right okay the first step in kiss is step one is improve your self-awareness so how do you do that and of course you know each step has exercises with each of the four each the first four steps have exercises. So the first thing is improving your self-awareness. And in that, in that, and there's an exercise that you just be conscious or aware of what you're physically doing. You be, you, you know, you become aware of even your thoughts. And you practice that. You start, you know, you know, you know, it, I think I, I suggest maybe two weeks. When, when, whenever you're going about your day, driving the car, you know, you practice being the observer, you are aware of, you know, you're driving the car. You're actually aware of your hands on the steering wheel. When you do these exercises, you improve your, you improve your self-awareness. I mean, uh, you actually get to the point where, you know, you can hear your heartbeat. You can sit quietly. Do the, I got, there's an exercise, exercise called the 10 to 1 countdown, and then when you get down, you can actually hear your heartbeat. You're becoming aware. You practice being aware of self. So that's the first step. The and why step is, is self-awareness so important? I mean, it is. We all say, you know, this is where you start. Who are you? What makes you tick? What are you, you know, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? How do you do stuff? Why? Why is this so important to the spiritual walk? Well, because what you learn about yourself or what you see in yourself, you will see in others. I mean, it just improves your consciousness. You yes. Hear a lot of talk, you hear a lot of talk about consciousness, but it begins with the self-awareness. The more you become aware of self, I'm, I'm, I know I'm being redundant, but the more you see in others. And, and, and then, of course, you can't change what you're not aware of. So if there's exactly. Something in, think about it. If there's something in your life that you don't like, Oh, uh, you're probably manifesting it. You know, you may not want to want, want to believe it, or you may not want to acknowledge it. There's probably something you're doing, your thoughts. You know, you you know, you manifesting some undesired aspect of your life. 
Well, you can't. You don't know that unless you're self-aware, yeah. right? The real kicker is if you see something you don't like in somebody else, you probably have it in yourself, so you better that's look. Very good. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> correct. That's right. Yeah. So yep. we're, we're, we're becoming self-aware, and, and your workbook really is so very good, especially for a beginner. You know, you, you don't go above anybody's heads, but you don't talk down to them. And, you know, right. if somebody needs a starting place, this workbook is, is just a valuable asset. It really, truly is. So you have people now becoming more self-aware, and then what? Okay, and we could talk. We could read the book to them here, and they'd still need it. So, no, I don't think we can over reveal this book. Okay, no, no, no problem. Well, the the continuum step two is understand your nature. Yeah, of course, you know that you know, you know, understand, you know, that you know, based on let's say your DNA or your genes, you know, you understand that you know, you know, for some reason, you know. I really like, I really prefer the desert. Understand that you prefer the desert and some people don't. Understand, you know, you know, you, you, you may be more athletically inclined. Your nature to say, you know, I feel better when I'm, when I do a jog or I go swimming. So understand, understand and start to see. This is all part of self-awareness. Understand your nature, you know, understand your personality. I noticed when I was in the corporate world, you know, they had a little personality test that you probably heard of it. Um, uh, t- you know, to to get a to get a an understanding uh, your personality type. Uh, so you know, all, all, all this is, is is part of being self aware. And step three, you know, then you start to understand once you get to that point or that level of maturity of awareness, then you start to understand and see the ego in you. You know, I have an, you know, I probably heard ego edging God out. Ego is on right. the opposite end of the spectrum. And th- if you notice, these are all attributes of the earthly self. Okay, so step four, once you've done that, once you've improved your self-awareness and you practice it, and you just don't read this stuff, you kind of practice this, and you become aware of your ego, you're starting to feel pretty powerful at that point. Then you start, step four is you start to tap into your higher self. So if you notice, see, I'm a systems guy, so you know, you know I, I'm, I'm more likely to put, make things out of a progression. So you kind of, if you notice this whole kisses thing is a progression. Exactly. You know, now, I hate to do this, Doug, but we need to go to break, and I don't want to interrupt you when you're talking about the higher self. So let's go okay. ahead and go to break when we come okay. back which will be soon. You'll hear more from Doug Colbert, so stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? 
Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Doug Colbert. We're talking about his workbook that really helps you evolve on a spiritual path. We've gone through some of the book. We were just beginning to talk about um, the higher self. So, Doug, continue with that. Okay. The, okay, so the, the, the progression is, you know, we, you know we un, we've improved ourselves. We understand ourselves better. We are aware of ourselves more. Our nature, we understand uh, understand the effects, the ego, and the effects of the ego. So now that we're ready to go into the higher to the higher self, and there's exercises and breathing exercises that actually, once again, condition the state of being to be a more of a calm, relaxed type feeling. And really, when you get to that point now, I, I also in the book I call something called, called maneuvering silence, and it's 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 my own version of of uh, meditation. Now, maneuvering silence is simply the good thing about it; you can do it anywhere, anytime. So, moving, maneuvering in silence is that when you're actually in the moment available and aware of yourself, and you just literally what people call in the moment. Yes. You know, you, 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 you know, you, you know, you, you know, you practice this, and and you know, some people call, you might say, well, you know, you kind of, you just kind of really checked into yourself. Well, you know, that's that's really the higher self, and you know, meditation the same effect that med- med- you know meditation does. Meditation is usually more of a dedicated time, and people have to close that. But what I like about maneuvering self, maneuvering and what I call maneuvering in silence is, I can do it any place, any time. It's just about me checking in being aware and conscious, and breathing, and proper breathing. And, and proper is, breathing is very important. And, very and important. You have some nice exercises in your book. Uh, right. So, so anyway, you, keep going. Okay, so from, uh, from and, the, and the fifth uh, step to this progression is, you know, what I call uh, spiritual doing, exercise spiritual doing, which means that, you know, you... You take time and make an effort to, to, to 
that, you know, to, to exercise, be aware, do the exercises, practice and maneuver in silence, and you take time for yourself. And, and you, know, throughout, you know, throughout the day, it, it, you know, I, I tell you what I used to do. I used to actually, this is, and I've been doing this stuff for years, I used to actually take breaks from work, especially if I was having, you know, having a real problem that I couldn't solve or having trouble solving. I would, I would go to the men's room or, or, or take a walk outside and then just do these exercises, feel my heartbeat, breathe, breathe from the diaphragm, clear my head, just get rid and just t- take in nature, listen to the, the observing of the birds. Oh, there's a bird over there. Oh, well, I, think, well, I, can, I can hear a crick. And, just, and, and, and that would clear my head. And I, you know, I, I would go, go back into the office, back to my office or to the desk, Guess what? I'd be much more capable and usually solve whatever problem that I w- that had me stumped. I was going to say, and sometimes the answer is right there. As soon as you sit down in that chair, yep. you yep. know. Thing about being a programmer and analyst is that nobody knows what you're doing. I mean, you're, if you're designing a system or a program, you know, you get some requirements. You know, you go talk to people and you do the research. And you write down the requirements, and the user or the client says, "Yeah, Doug, that's what we want. That's uh, yes, I think that's it." So you go off and you get in your hole or in your office and the computer, and you start designing the program and you're writing code. Nobody else knows what you're doing. I mean, that is your creation. So I say that to say, when you you get stuck with with a technical problem, you know, you might go to a colleague and say, "Hey, man, or, uh, or you know, could you look at this? I'm doing this," and you try to talk it out. And they don't know, really. I mean, they might, they might can tell you some techniques or, 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 you know, something <laughs> of that nature, but nobody really knows what you're doing. And sometimes it's good, and you usually have to solve, the point I'm making, you have to solve your own problems, usually. Yeah, almost always. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so, so you have a spiritual doing. And, that, and that's what that is, yeah, huh? Yeah, and... Um, and then what happens? Um, the spiritual doing is the final step, and that is to encourage you know that is to encourage you and reinforce what you have learned and practiced in the previous four steps. I like that this you is. say you really need to practice what you're you're learning there because really, if you do these exercises and and live them in your life on a daily basis, when you get finished, you'll be. I was going to say surprised, but you'll realize that you've you've changed. There's you know there's something different there. Your state of being, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you've changed your state of being. Is exactly right. Now let me ask you this: You're talking about spirituality. You use the term in your book, churchiality. You know, you say actually. Some people who go to church are wasting their time. Why do you think they're wasting your time? Well, what's churchiality and what's the difference between religion and yeah. spirituality? Well, it's a big the, question. The okay, <laughs> you know, you can be spiritual. Let's get this out the way. You can be spiritual, but not. Oh, wait a minute. Let's back up. Religion is pretty much about dogma. Okay, yeah. about, you know, I mean, you're living some, you know, some, you know, it's about dogma. Uh, uh, of some sort, you know, you know, and there's a lot of them. It's about scripture and dogma. You do this, you don't do that, and da 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 da. 
spirituality, you know, once again, is about the manifestation of the higher self, which which is the conduit to spirit, and and yes. the SOB is is part of that precursor that gets you in create that state of being so you can be receptive to divine guidance. Because that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to create a state of being so you'd be more receptive to divine guidance. Now, so that's, so in other words, you can be spiritual and religious, but you don't, you can, but you can be religious and not spiritual. Exactly. You know, the thing that always made my mind go on tilt when I got older and was able to experience what other people believed in, you know, go to different places, was that everybody said they were the one true church. And I'm thinking there can't be this many one true churches. So what's this really all about? Uh, you know, that was right. my question. What's this really all about? Who am I? You know, how right. do I get in touch with the divine? You know, um, then and I heard somebody say going into a church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going into a garage makes you an automobile. And I thought, right. well, there right. it is. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I do. I do. On some radio shows, I've done a, a little game, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's, it's a guess who game, and I won't go through it now, but you, 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 you. You know, I create these scenarios, you know, why people go to church. You know, some people go to church, you know, to learn, you know, doctrine, dogma. Some people go, you know, to be more spiritual. And, you know, people go to church for different reasons. And then Some and go then, to church for their new hat. Some people go to new hat. Some people go to, to, to meet women, to meet men. You know, people go for different And the, But the whole thing is, the whole thing is, I challenge people to say, you know, you know, people there, and, and they're, they're not available. I mean, they don't. I mean, you know, if you're going there to learn or to be more spiritual, you know, your mind is someplace else. You know, and then I, I play this little game that the SOB. You know, who's the SOB that tagged along with you going to church? You know, and everywhere else. And of course, the SOB is the state of being. Right. And it, 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 you know, the, an unfit SOB blocks you from hearing anything that the minister or, or, or the lesson being taught in church because your mind is someplace else. You're thinking about what you didn't do today or what you have to do tomorrow. You know, you're not available. So so you have people get into church out, and church out was something that I learned on, on from, from, from Super Soul Sunday, um, uh, uh, one of her guests, is that people go to church and just, you know, you're just automatic, autom- on automatic pilot. You're just indoctrinated to do so. You know, if you, if you think about it, you know, you know, now people are indoctrinated to to do what they've been taught or, or to do what they've always done. Sometimes exactly. generations. My mama did it. My father did it. So you know, my father was a minister, so I'm going to be a minister. I'm, you know, or I'm going to be a prone because I thought, you know, you you don't. So you don't really, you don't really find and tap into who you are because you're not aware of who you are, and you just kind of like on automatic pilot. Well. And some of us were taught that it's not okay to look around, to think about right. other ways to to approach the divine. It, it was just wrong. And right. so it, it was fearful uh, right. when to, to, to begin to look around. Okay, Doug, who needs to read your book? Who can most get the most from your book, well, from working through your workbook? If you, if you are interested... Actually, actually, if you if you understand the if you actually understand the difference between spirituality and religion, and you really want to be more spiritual, and you want to live more spiritual, and you want to 
fit you want to carry a fit SOB around wherever you go. And you and if you can if you can if you can kind of comprehend what we're talking about here, you'll benefit from this program because really when it all comes down what it what it all comes down to is that this whole workbook and you see a little journal section there, you can transform your life. Absolutely. Where can they find it? Tell us where we can find it, and then we have to go to break. Okay. It's, uh, go to my website, DouglasWCobitJR.com, or it's, on, it's online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and other online stores. Kisses, Kisses is the name of the book. And on that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Douglas Colbert, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Doug Colbert. We've been talking about his book, Kisses, but he has another book that's just been published, and, and it's very, very relevant, and I want to talk about it a little bit. It's called The PIP or the PIP Guide, Police Interaction Procedure. Tell us about how this book came about, um, who could benefit from it, uh, a little okay. bit about it, Doug. Okay. Well, if you hadn't heard, I'm, I'm sure you have that there, uh, uh, the Michael Brown Ferguson, Missouri incident. Now, I, I don't live far from Ferguson, uh, uh, you know, where I live. So, you know, and if you hadn't heard that uh, there was, um, in broad daylight, there was a shooting uh, by a police officer shooting an 18-year-old that was unarmed in broad daylight in a heavy residential area. So... 
the community felt like this was some execution and it, and it was wrong because the kid had his hands up in the air. I don't, you know, I wasn't there, but the report is he had his hands up in the air. He was unarmed and and officer shot him about six or seven times and killed him. You know, eighteen year old kid. So that's so that's what's been going on here that was dominating the news. And I was saying earlier, I just happened to be sitting here at my computer one morning, and and I just had the idea. You know, I had been reading. I think I had just read something on Yahoo. You know about this problem, and I said, "Well, of course, you know, if I'm being me, me being the the problem solver, I said, you know what, people don't know." And I start thinking about my own experiences. Now, I, I was with two friends of mine; we got stopped within the last year or two. Of course, nothing really happened, you know. But you know, and I start realizing people don't know. So I went on the internet and I start researching: is there a police procedure guide or some kind of police interaction, police? In, and I couldn't find anything, you know. I went to the uh, police the state. I mean, the police, the state police department. And, you know, trying to, you know, trying to. I said, I can't believe it. So I have a friend that is head of a civic organization locally. I emailed him, and I was willing to research and, and, and devise some kind of tangible document that we could give to people. And he said, Oh, you know, he they're, that they're work. He said, Oh, you know, oh, great minds think alike. We're we're doing the same thing. You know, we work with the Department of Justice, and we're going to do we'll do a workshop. And then I emailed back and said, well, do you have a booking thing tangible? He said, yeah, you know. So I actually went to this whole thing, and they really didn't have anything. So I said, well, you know, me being the system guy, I said, you know, people going to a workshop or reading something once doesn't really bring about the necessary change. People have to, you know, read it two or three times and, and maybe have a conversation with their family or friends. You know, you, you, you have, in, order to, in order you have to let this information get ingrained in you. For, you know, in order to learn it. And I, I know this, you know, from my years of being a programmer and all the technical things that I had to learn over the years. So that's how the PIP came up. So it's a little book, it's a little brochure, it's no more than like I call it a pamphlet. And and it's I call it three things. The first thing is learn how to be cool, calm, and collected if you ever get stopped by the police driving or even on the streets. The second thing I say, you need to understand your rights You'd be surprised how many people don't even know their civil rights, you know. And then the third thing, it gives situational advice. So who is it for? Of course, I was my primary audience, audience was probably, well, my primary audience is teenagers, you know, just getting in high school, just starting to drive. But I found out by talking to media people and talking to other people who reviewed it, they say they learned a lot from it. So it's turned out that, you know, it can be for anybody because what you find out is a lot of people really don't understand police procedure. No. I've got a couple of traffic tickets in my life. But other than that, if anything happened, I wouldn't have any idea how to deal with the situation. And we're seeing more incidents. We had an incident uh, of a woman being beaten up by the police. And I don't see this in, in, you know, the everyday interaction between citizens and police. You know, these are rare incidents, but there shouldn't really be any. Uh, But we're seeing them, it doesn't, you know, the color of your skin doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be in trouble if you say the wrong thing or say, make the wrong movement. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Although I, sometimes the color of your skin is part of why you got pulled over, and we all know that that's a fact. Right. Right. Well, I'm working on, and I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm working on right now a, a tip sheet or something for a show, and I'm calling it the, the anatomy of police brutality. And you know, I you know, I talk to a lot of people, law enforcement, lawyers. You know, I research some laws, ACL. Yeah, I talk to a lot of different people. So you know, doing my doing research when I was researching this this particular project, and um, I found out that you know, there's some there's there's some things that you'd be surprised. Laws are real favorable for police officers. That's why, you know, see, right now we don't know what's going to happen, how the community is going, going, to, going to react, because for the most part, when I got to doing the research of this, I found out most likely the police is going to get off. There's not, I mean, it doesn't take, the, I mean, it doesn't take much for a police officer to have the right to use, you know, or escalate the use of force. No, it doesn't, it, it does, and, it, and know, we're seeing and more you, force used. Now, I was it, shocked. I mean, I will say this on my radio show. I was shocked. When they came in with combat equipment, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just can't even believe that that happened in America. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got attitude, you know. And just in summary, you know, and kids, no matter where they are, who they are, they have attitude. Yeah, so they when attitude you know, you meets got, attitude. Yeah, you know, you know, you got police have an attitude. Civilians have attitude. Uh, civilians are misinformed on on how to interact with the police. They, they're misinformed. They don't know their rights. The, some policemen will, will take advantage of people not knowing. And, the, and when, if you think about it, when, when you don't know, you, you know, you don't know and I don't know, and then we collide, then, you know, there, you know there, there, there's the grounds for confrontation. Yep, I, it's a recipe you for you trouble. You don't know what to expect of me, and I don't know, know what to expect of you. So there you have it. And, and we're not taught how to negotiate in those circumstances. All we know, basically, is to fight. Right. I mean, nobody ever taught me that. You know, I wouldn't nope. know. I, well, I would just probably not say a word. I'd be so scared. Right. But a teenager, when I was a teenager, I probably would have stood right up and given the orders. Right. You know, I'd, I, you don't know what you're going to do, and you know <laughs> yeah. wh- when you're in in fear, um, uh, you yeah. can do almost anything. How can people get the PIP guide? You can also go to the website, and it's on Amazon. Look, you go out to Amazon and books, um, search on my name, and you'll see both the PIP and the the kisses. Douglas Colbert, C-O-L-B-E-R-T. Yeah, D- Douglas W. Colbert, J-R, dot com. Or, or, or if you just Google my name, you, you'll probably, you'll, you'll find me. Very good. Find- I think, I think <laughs> this book needs to be in the hands of pretty much everybody these days. See, that's what I'm finding no, out. I, I just, but, yeah, that's what I'm finding out, yeah. yeah. What's next for you, Doug? What's in the pipeline? Well... Irene, you know, it's not about me. It's no more long about my dreams or my ambitions. I just live, and you know, I try, you know, here again, I try to practice what I teach. I try, just try to stay in the moment and see just what, what, what hits me. Now, before the PIP, I'm telling you, I was working on uh, Kisses for Education. 
I was working on an, an, another book, an extension, using the principles and kisses for um, high school or, or for students. So I'll probably go back to finish that. And I got pulled away when I got hit with, with the PIP thing. And so I'll probably go back to that. But other than that, I'm just, I just kind of, you know, I think Whatever. that's a wonderful project. We're right up at the end of the show, Doug. Thank you so, so okay. much for being with us today. Okay, well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. I'll be in touch. I did, I did too. I appreciate you so much. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Douglas Colbert saying thank you for being with us today and come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.